Welcome back to Chin Music, our baseball show at TalkNorth.com. Roy Smalley is with me today. I'm Jim Suhan from the Star Tribune. Roy, of course, the former Twins All-Star, current Twins broadcaster. We may be joined by Lavelle at some point today. If not, we'll catch up with him next week. So, Roy, I, this morning I got a text from a member of the Twins Brain Trust saying, uh, good Lord, Target Field was amazing. You know, and, and we'll get to all the baseball stuff here in a minute. But I think this what happened here the last couple of weeks was a great reminder uh, of just how great baseball can be, how great baseball can feel. And this was really the first lengthy offseason for I mean, excuse me, first lengthy postseason where we had multiple games, had four games at Target Field and the atmosphere, the quality of play was was fantastic. It really was. They were um, four really good ball games. One, uh, well, three really good ball games, and one, you know, one clunker that uh, really, really wasn't expected. But the electricity in the ballpark was uh, was incredible. It really was. Really proud of how the Twins fans, uh, how excited they were. They didn't. Uh, I mean, they were. They came to the ballpark expecting to be on their feet for nine innings and expecting to uh, be. Uh, high volume uh, loud for nine innings and, and it, they d- delivered that I think the players felt it and uh, it was really really fun I mean just really fun baseball it really was and now you look at, and we'll get into the series and the season and everything else well plenty of time to do all that but I look at this and you know, so often it feels like you get to the end of a twin season, even a successful twin season, you say, oh, man, but they're missing this, they're missing that. How are they going to get that back? They're going to lose this guy. There will be losses off this roster, of course, but they have an ace. They have an all-star closer. They have pitching depth. They have their CEO shortstop who performed great in the postseason again. They have their rising star in Royce Lewis, and they have a wave of good young position players coming up. I mean, this is this is pretty promising. This does not feel like a blip. No, I think it's really promising. I think it's a great foundation. Um, there are some things that you can uh, you can point to uh, as you look at you know the other teams in the playoffs this year and say and compare the Twins and you say, okay, what's you know what's different? Um, and there there are a couple things that um, that are different. I mean, one is having a uh, a real bopper and you know hitting third or fourth and we've talked about that a lot maybe that will be uh one of those guys will be royce lewis at some point in time he certainly looks like uh he's going to be a force uh offensively and i think i'm a really good player but if you look at uh offense uh the lineup top to bottom it's it's a and as was you know, as was shown actually in the playoffs. I mean, they're, they didn't score an awful lot of runs, uh, except the, uh, the one game down in Houston, they had, um, uh, they had a nice series of, of at bats, but it was, it was a little offensively challenged. And I, and I still think that, uh, a, a at least one corner outfielder needs to be, uh, needs to be an offensive force, uh, for this club. And, um, we'll wait and see about, uh, about first base, um, and and on the mound, they, they you know they've got they've got to have uh, they're going to have to replace Sonny Gray most likely, and uh, and they need one more uh, starter that can be 
uh, that can go out there and pitch a you know game three or four so in, in a playoff. So, uh, but the bullpen looks really good. I think that foundation looks really good. If uh, Buxton would ever play a whole season, they'd be strong up the middle, <laughs> and and maybe that's your guy at some point in time. That's the that's the man, you know, with Royce Lewis in the in the lineup. But you know, until that happens, uh, those are the areas that are just a little bit short. And we saw Paddock and Varland both pitch as relievers in this postseason and look dominant doing so. Uh, do you think both of them just go back to being starters? Do, they, do, do Paddock and Varland end up replacing Sonny Gray and Maeda? I, I, I don't know the answer to that, especially about Louis Varland. His, uh, his stuff might be best suited uh, coming, out of the, uh, coming out of the bullpen. Yeah. Uh, when I watched Paddock, uh, in the, you know, the, especially last night, um, he had starter stuff. He was throwing, he was throwing frontline starter stuff at those, at those guys. There was a good hitters and they looked confused. Uh, and they looked, they were getting beat on fastballs. They, they couldn't pick up the change up. He'd drop a shot curveball. you know, every once in a while struck out Jordan Alvarez with a curveball. That was the last thing in the world Alvarez thought would be coming there with two strikes after seeing good fastball and really good change up. So that Paddock's intriguing to me. Uh, he really is. Now, I mean, he knows uh, coming out of the bullpen in that situation, elimination game, he's going to leave nothing behind, nothing in the bullpen, right? I mean, he's, he, you know, we've seen guys, starters go to, the, go to uh, the bullpen and pick up three or four miles an hour. And, and it's, it's obvious you know, why. They know they can, they can let it out, you know, for an inning or two. But having said that, that stuff looked awfully good from a from a starting pitcher standpoint. I mean, you need at least three pitches, and those are three quality pitches that he was throwing last night. Yes. Um, man, so much to get to here. What did you think of the way they handled their pitchers and Joe Ryan on, on Wednesday night? Well, it's, it's controversial, right? And I was talking about that during the game uh, on, uh, on Twitter last night. And there were a lot of people that, you know, said, you, you know, you got to – you got to leave Joe Ryan in. He's pitching well, which was somewhat true. I think that he had done in the first inning he did, uh, except for the thigh-high fastball down the middle to Brantley, uh, he located his fastball really well and threw just enough uh, secondary pitches of enough quality to, to keep the guys missing the fastball. And, and so, it, I mean, it's a <laughs> – it's an open question about whether he could have continued that. But my point is, uh, look, the manager needs to figure out how to hold a really good hitting team down at four runs or fewer. I mean, his, his team is a, is a little offensively challenged against the good pitcher that Houston has. Uh, he, he figures there's going to be a low-scoring game on his side. Um, so he's got to figure out a way to, you know, to hold the other team down. Uh, <clears throat> a lot of comments last night. Well, Joe, if you can't have a good third starter in the playoffs, what goes it well? That's not really the point. The point is, here's where we are. Joe Ryan was not good the last two months of the season. The bullpen was. And the point I made was, almost to a man in the bullpen, they pitched better down the stretch than, uh, than Joe did. So uh, Rocco's looking at that and saying, how can I hold these guys to three or four runs? And I think the proof's in the pudding. They, I mean, I think they pitched, they pitched absolutely phenomenally well. 
uh, held them to three runs. And at that point, that's on the offense. If the offense can't score four runs against Houston at home in a playoff game, then, you know, that's on, that's on the offense, in, in my opinion. And so I, I, controversial as it might have been, I, I have a hard time uh, imagining a scenario where Joe Ryan goes six innings and gives up one run. I, I have a hard time yep. with that. Nope, that's exactly right. And, and that's the thing. Joe did not engender a lot of trust the way he pitched and handled himself down the stretch. And, uh, you know, he's still got a bright future. Uh, I could see him being the kind of guy who goes out there in game two or game three next year and they say, hey, give us five or six innings. But he wasn't there this year. He wasn't. I mean, and it, I mean you, you look at that Houston lineup and you look at all the home runs that, I mean, in almost every game that, uh, you know, that Joe pitched after, uh, after the All-Star break, there were multiple home runs uh, given up. And so I, I would I'd look at how the Astros are swinging the bat, how good they are anyway, but how, and how they were swinging the bat and how uh, experienced they are in the postseason against, against good pitching. And you say, you know, I, just like, just like I said, I mean, what are, what are my chances that, that Joe gives us five or six and only one run? I think, I think Rocco was really concerned about the game getting away early and um, his team not being able to come back. And he was just trying to hold it, hold it down as best he could and hope that his offense figured out some magic. And, you know, they got, they got a swing from Julian and a swing from Royce Lewis, and that was it. Yep. Uh, talk, excuse me. Chin Music is brought to you from the Aquarius Home Services Studios. Thanks to Aquarius Home Services. We also want to thank All Energy Solar, allenergysolar.com. I want to thank Grain Belt for sponsoring a series of live shows we've done downtown recently. That was a lot of fun to get out and see people. Also, let you know we have a new show, Dawn of Sports, with Don Mitchell from Fox 9. Mike Tirico was our guest this week. We've also had Jim Cott on as a guest. You can check out that and all the other archives, all the other shows at talkdork.com. Thanks to our producer, Brandon Morton. Best way to listen to this show or any show you like at the network, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's the easiest way to listen. And we do appreciate all the support of TalkNorth.com. We're doing our Timberwolves show season kickoff Friday night at Headflyer Brewing, 7 p.m. It's the John Krasinski show, 7 p.m. Headflyer Brewing in Minneapolis. A lot of parking, a lot of space, indoor, outdoor. We had a huge crowd there last year. I think this team's probably going to be better than last year's team was. Come out and uh, celebrate the beginning of the season with us. We'll have some specials and live questions and everything else. Tell your friends. We do appreciate it. A um, couple of interesting decisions on deck. Well, a number of interesting decisions on deck. Kepler has a team option. Polanco has a team option. Uh, I think everybody expects Sonny Gray to leave. I think everybody expects uh, Kenta Maeda to, to depart. Uh, with Kepler and Polanco, my, my read on it right now is – they bring back Kepler, uh, pick up his option, even if they don't have long-term plans for him. They, he did enough this year to come back for one more year. And Planco probably they don't because Brooks Lee is on the verge of making it to the major leagues and playing the same role. What do you think? You know, I just don't know uh, about uh, enough about uh, Brooks Lee other than that he's going to be a big league player. There's no question. What, I, is he ready – uh, you know, on March 30th or whenever the first game would be to uh, be a, you know, be a big league, a force as much as Polanco. Um, I don't know. I think he will be um, uh, at some point in time. I, I think it's risky uh, given the injuries, um, given uh, Julian's um, 
defense at second base, which is <clears throat> which is average at at best at this point. Um, and I I don't know. You got a big league player like Polanco. I, it's and I don't know. And frankly, I don't know how much money it is. My my it's impression about 10 million. was when he signed. When he signed, I thought, man, that's that's pretty much a steal in today's in, in today's game. And I think the, the options got to be got to be really uh, doable uh, for the club. So, I mean, I, picking up Polanco's option, I don't think is um, is going to prevent them from going out and getting somebody they really, really wanted as a, as a free agent or trading for someone and paying, you know, that, that amount of money is not going to, not going to nix any, any, you know, ability to do a deal like that. So I don't know. I, I think both of them are uh, kind of um, on the fence kinds of things for me, but I think in each case, I, I just, you know, until the roster changes a little bit more uh, from the outside, I, I just don't see, why it would be worth not, you know, not picking up that option. Interesting. Interesting. And, and I mean, I guess the, the way to, one way to look at it is they needed depth and they used their depth to great ability this year. And Polanco was one of their better hitters down the stretch and in the playoffs. Um, and he can hit playoff pitching. I mean, you're right. Maybe, maybe transitioning to Brooks Lee is premature. Of course, you could also pick up Polanco's, option and understand that somebody's going to get hurt and Brooksley will get a shot some some other way. Maybe that's the right way to look at it. Uh, quickly, I want to let you know that all energy solar panel installations are done right and made easy thanks to more than 14 years of experience in Minnesota and beyond. All energy solar is ready to take any solar project from design to installation and everything in between for your home or your business or both. Find out more about going solar at allenergysolar.com slash coach or just go to allenergysolar.com and educate yourself on, on solar energy and what it can do for you, your home, and your business. Uh, thanks again to Aquarius Home Services. Also, thanks to longtime sponsor Twill in the Dining Galleria. Scott Dayton, his shop, he sponsors a number of shows across the network. I got a wedding next week. I'm going to be wearing all stuff I got from Twill. Highly recommend the place. Just a great, casual, relaxed, high-end uh, shopping experience. Um was there a moment, I, I guess the suddenness of postseason baseball has hit me in a lot of ways uh, the last few days. One is just watching results around the league, right? It's like all the teams that won 99 games or more got swept or beat or are on the ropes uh, just that quickly. And then you watch the Twins. I remember I was talking to a bunch of people on Tuesday morning and early Tuesday afternoon, and they're all saying – Hey, do you think the Twins actually have an advantage here? And like, well, they're, you know, they have home two home games. They have Sonny Gray in the mound. Uh, they have a pitching advantage today. And if they win this, they have home series, they have home field advantage against the Texas Rangers, a team they have, don't don't fear uh, for a chance to go to the World Series. And I'm like, yeah, I think this moment the Twins actually have everything set up for them. And one inning later, basically the bottom of the first, the the top of the first of Game Three changed everything. Um, and so I, I don't know if I have a really specific question, Roy, it's just, it is amazing how quickly things change in the postseason. So you look at the format and the teams that are in the playoffs are really good teams. You look at all of them. I mean, the twins yep. are good. Are there, were there a lot of bit, lot better teams? Uh, yeah, there, there were, but they were a good team capable of beating anybody on any given day. And, and it was the, case with every team that was uh, was in the playoffs 
So the way they got to the playoffs is, you know, a 162-game season where a really good team can easily withstand, you know, six games from their uh, each from their top two starters that don't go well. But over 162 games, those top starters are gonna uh, are gonna pitch you in, uh, into the into the postseason. Uh, same way with uh, the lineup. I mean, they they might go through some slumps and all those kind of things. But in, in, in the, but all these guys are really good hitters and all on all the all the playoff teams. And uh, any given day, right? I mean, a, a hitters uh, like like Bryce Harper can you know step up and and uh, just dominate a dominate a series. So you look at the difference between those two things, and winning the winning the division, getting into the postseason is a is a is a war of you know uh, of attrition and and perseverance and talent ultimately wins because you just give talent enough chances and they're and they're going to win in the postseason when it's you know you get one guy in this case Sonny Gray, you know I mean you look around in the Dodgers case Kershaw. You know, what guy has a bad day? I mean, Sonny's had a, Sonny had a bad day during the season. He had a couple of them. He had four of them, you know, whatever it was. But you can't have it when you are when you have to pitch in the postseason. Nobody can have a bad day. I mean, you just, you just can't. And the offense can't, you know, can't score two runs a game. I mean, and it doesn't mean that they're going to score two runs a game all season long. They're going to do better than that. But in the playoffs, maybe they maybe that happens. And so it's it's a it's a. <clears throat> The, the the lineups and the pitching staffs, I mean, they're just totally different animals between the season and a five-game series. No doubt. What is your realistic hope for Buxton getting healthy and being a factor next year? I, at this point, I don't know what to say. I, I, I really don't. I've never been a, – a, a guy that says, well, this guy's injury prone, you know, and he's just, he'll never, you know, he'll never get out of this, uh, this injury uh, trend that, uh, that he's in. I've seen guys get hurt, seen really good players get hurt and, and all, a lot. And then ultimately, you know, get, get through that. So I'm hopeful that, you know, Byron will at some point in time, you know, play, you know, 140 games <laughs> for the, for the twins. I mean, there's no telling, what he could do. I mean, we have no idea what he could do. Absolutely none. He's never done it. Never. You know how many, the most he's ever played in one season. I mean, it's, it's under a hundred, I think. And, and so I, you know, I just, I, I don't know what to say because it's his, his knee obviously is a nagging kind of thing and it bothers him and he's afraid to go out on the field. I don't mean afraid, but he doesn't, he's concerned that if he goes play center field, uh, it it will be a problem, you know. It will it, his knee aggravation will will continue, and I got to tell you, they're paying him too much money to be a DH, and it and it messes up the lineup. So I don't know. I and all this is a long winded way of saying I don't have a flipping clue what to think. Yeah, I really. Yeah, uh, I just I just hope that there's. I hope that Buck realizes at a point where. It's time to get it right, right now. Absolutely right now. I, I, I don't know, you know, there's a bit of a fog as to who decides what and, and what Buck's been willing to do. And what he, but I, I keep hearing things about his track workouts and all that. I, he just needs to, 
everything has to be pointed toward being a baseball player who can go stand out in center field. Uh, he doesn't need to be faster. He doesn't need to be more ripped. He needs to be more durable. I don't know. How, I don't know how they get there, but he, I hope he's ready to to set his mind to doing specifically that and nothing else. Yeah, I. I mean, I agree. He, he's got to figure out a way to have his legs, uh, you know, in the off season, have the legs get to a point where hamstrings, you know, issues are, you know, are not going to be a problem. And then during the season, whatever you have to do to, you know, continue that kind of regimen so that hamstrings aren't a problem. I, my biggest concern right now is what exactly is wrong with his knee. And you probably know more than I, but what I've heard is that it's a cyst behind the knee yep. is the kind of the chronic thing. And they, and I'm, I'm assuming that they don't want to do surgery on it because there's a lot of nerves. I know for a fact exactly. that, you know, you could, re, you know, you could, you could lose it. Right. I mean, you yep. could, and so that's, that's dangerous, but I, I don't, so I'm not going to say, tell anybody they should have a dangerous surgery. I just don't know how that particular injury gets better. Uh, it goes away completely without surgery. So, I, I mean, I don't know what that, I, I don't know what that means. I, I just don't right. know. I, yeah. I just don't know. Uh, we saw Royce Lewis do amazing things this year. The grand slams, uh, the, uh, the clutch home runs, the clutch hits, uh, doing it all while being just a just a great guy to be around for everybody. Incredibly personable and genuine guy. Uh, what's the proper view on his future? Are we looking at a, a, a nice local star, a superstar? What do you think? I think he has a chance to be a superstar, uh, and um, I, I I was encouraged that what I saw was a young hitter that has had virtually no major league experience. I mean, he's got how many at bats in the big leagues? 200. I don't even yeah. know how much. It's not very, it's, it's, it's not enough yet. And what we saw was a, uh, a very talented, strong, mechanically sound uh, player rise to big occasions and seem to really love it. Okay. So what else do you need? You don't need anything from a, from a skill and makeup standpoint, you need, you need experience. And when he, when he was not as good, when he struck out in big situations, I mean, it was clear they, uh, in the postseason, nobody wanted to throw him a fastball strike. I mean, he was all over fastball strikes. And as a matter of fact, if you hung a breaking ball, he was, he was right there as well, but they were throwing him a lot of breaking balls and he's going to get, uh, to a point, here's my 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 thought about him. The reason he's going to be a superstar is because he has all this talent and makeup, and he's going to figure out pitchers. He's going to figure out how they're trying to get him out. He's going to figure out what he's likely to see most often. He's going to he will have the ability to pick and choose, you know, pitches that he's trying to hit to left field and pitches and at bats where he's got to stay in the center of the diamond so that he's not swinging at those sliders down in a way that, that kind of ate him up here in the postseason. <clears throat> and and uh, he, I, I feel 100% confident that he'll figure that out. It's too much to ask of a young guy that's got the ability to do big things and hit the ball out of the ballpark to his pull field and, and, uh, and all those things. It's too much to ask that he would come up there against really good pitching in the postseason and never, and never chase – you know, breaking balls down and away. I mean, we've just seen too many, 
really good hitters that became really good start the same way and he'll figure it out. Uh, and it's, it's going to be a, it's going to be a really fun process and journey to watch him because I really, I really don't believe he's going to be a all or nothing to left field guy or all or on fastballs. He's going to hit, he's going to be able to hit everything and he's going to, he's going to figure out how he hits everything against each different kind of pitcher. I think he's going to be pretty special. Yep. Agreed. Uh, one thing I like about watching Royce hit is you can kind of see the wheels turning and see what he's trying to do. You can see what he's trying to figure out. I'm I'm kind of amazed, Roy, at the fact the Astros feel it feels like everybody on their team is like that. You can it, it, whether it's Dusty's influence or postseason experience, whatever it is. Man, it's just I mean, you're the expert. You tell me. It strikes me that they just know how to work in it bat whether on the mound or at the plate, it's like you can see what they're trying to do. They do uh, know how to work in it better. So you take the first five guys in that, in that lineup, um, you know, Altuve and Bregman and uh, Tucker and uh, Alvarez. <clears throat> so go Alvarez, Tucker, Abreu. Those guys are all tremendously talented. They have a lot of experience. And they're really they're they're mechanically really sound. They know how to be mechanically sound against different kinds of pitching and pitches. And they're professional hitters. They've been doing it for a long time. And and that's that's good. That team is going to be really really tough to beat for the Rangers and anybody else because they can pitch, and they as we saw they can catch it as well as anybody. I mean the defense, the defense, their the shortstop defense for them probably won the series for them. Yeah. Um, and so there's there's not a whole lot that they uh, can't do really really well, and one of those one of those things is at least for the first five hitters, uh, professional, talented, really outstanding hitters that uh, they go up there and they know exactly what they're trying to do. Good pitching can get them out. We've seen that. Good pitches in, in a given at bat. Good sequences of pitches uh, will get them out. Uh, that's the case with. Uh, it has been the case, you know, since Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig. So, so I mean, that that happens. But you know, pitch in, pitch out, at bat in, at bat out in a in a short series, in a, over the course of the season, especially. But even in a short series, those those guys, those guys all have you know Royce Lewis kind of mentality about loving the big moments. They, it's clear that they it's clear that they, that they do, and. And the thing that I that I, that's so impressive about them is they let the pitchers come to them. You know, they they know the guys have to throw strikes eventually, <laughs> and they they uh, they know that if they get balls in the middle of the plate, they are not going to miss them. They <clears throat> they they go up there with a plan and an approach and a, and mechanics that enable them not to miss pitches they're, that they're uh, supposed to hit, and uh, they just do it time and again. And so I mean, they're they're awfully good. We have a lot of things to talk about, rosters, uh, decisions, you know, how the season went, what's going on the rest of the postseason, uh, what the Twins are going to do. But And we'll, we'll get to all those over the course of the winter. I, I actually really love our winter shows uh, at Chin Music. We get, to get, we get to tell some stories. We get to hear about Roy telling stories about Paul McCartney. We get to get into some funky stuff, some pop culture stuff. Uh, but it's been, a, it's been a great year. So we appreciate everybody who's listening to Chin Music this season. And 
I'm going to, I'm going to let Roy have the last word, but I'll set him up by saying, I think those of us who like baseball, those of us who love baseball should remember what this was like the last few months. It was fun to go to the ballpark. It was fun to watch the team on TV. The atmosphere during the playoffs was magical. And we could have a full year that next year. This could be just an absolute blast. And we and we should remember, while there are going to be losses and slumps and tr- problems, we should just remember how much fun Major League Baseball is when it's played well. And we have a chance to see that all year next year. Yeah, I mean, I think you said it really well. I I, I will only amplify uh, that by, by saying I agree with you 100%. And they have a foundation now on this ball club from, you know, AAA – up through the up through the roster, that with uh, with a couple of additions, I mean, it, it's not going to take a lot, and we could have a season like this or better uh, next year. And I, I think the my final word is, I think they're set up for you know five years of good baseball. I, I, I mean, really good baseball, and some of it might be. Uh, as good as this postseason was and, and, and beyond. So I, I think there's a lot to look forward to. Great stuff, Roy. Thank you. I appreciate it. We'll talk soon. Thanks to Brandon and thanks to everyone who listens. We do appreciate it.